I'm Paul Kimball. I'm Dylan Garland. I'm Holly Stevens. And we're going Beyond Haunted. So the Astor Theater was supposed to be a nice little episode where, whew, Queens County Museum, some really bad stuff went down, ooh, and crazy stuff, ooh, and we'll just take the night off and wander through this lovely theater, Holly's an actor, Dylan and I directors, you know, this will be, we'll really get into it, you know, from our other careers in the film and television industry. And no, it didn't work out quite that way, did, did it? Did you actually go in expecting nothing to happen? Yes, like every prom I ever went to. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> always always go in with low expectations. Ladies and, and gentlemen, welcome to Beyond Hot, where we start with fire. That's right. <laughs> Grogron likes oh, fire. Oh, no. It's, it's too early for Grogron. He'll be he'll yeah, here later. Blew it. It's yeah. always too early well, for Grogron. No, it's... All right, see, that's Grogron unhappy. Oh, geez. I'm sorry, guys. I'm really, I'm really sorry. And I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to it. Our two listeners that we still have. And what if we have three and you've now insulted one of them? They, I can't. They, like, they wouldn't know. You've just ticked off 33% yeah, of now, our audience. That's like, <laughs> that's like taking two people, your friends, and saying like, yeah, I've got two best friends. Well, there are three that's of them in the room. That's not what I said at all. Now they're going to fight amongst no, each other. No, I just assumed that we didn't have very many viewers after listening to Paul go through his third person like... What what level of demon are you, Grogron? I, I have no idea yeah, what you're talking what about. That was Grogron. Yeah, I, that's yeah. not me. So anyway. the Astor Theater. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so what did you folks out there think about it? Hashtag, I don't know what we would hashtag it. Oh, hashtag Astor pa- Theater. Ambush Paul in the bathroom. What? That's what we'll hashtag it as. Because that's, mm. I got bathroom ambushed at I the did, end. I tried to, I was like, we'll just do this again, Paul. You can come out of a different area. Well, then that would be us staging something. And the whole thing was the, ba- the bathroom. I mean, the only place I could have come out of was the bathroom because that's underneath yes. where the noises were you being heard. You are correct. It was important that you were in that location. However, I don't think the entire audience needed to know which stall you were in, the length of time that you spent there. Science. Right. No, that was science. Well, to, to further talk about that, too, Paul wasn't the only one under the influence of... Uh, not paranormal possession, but definitely possession of some sorts. Uh, sure. sure, McDonald's. I mean, let's. <gasps> oh, just, you're gonna say it. I was, I gonna say was it. hoping you would tell us. Now, so, you want to know details? I love. No, okay. I love McDonald's. So mm, this is not ragging on McDonald's. the chain. However, we went to the McDonald's in Liverpool, which is a quality McDonald's. I've been there many times, but this one time, yeah, we all well, at least Dylan and I, kind of, yeah. I wasn't mm. I wasn't the only one acquainted with the washroom over that that period of time. Period of time. I don't I can't re- I don't know what your experiences were. Um because And we never will. Well, I, don't, I me and Paul haven't really talked in depth about this. Thank God. No. Uh <laughs> but here it comes. 4 oh, yeah. days I was just mm. losing weight left and right. That was what? a bad experience, yeah. From that one incident. Yeah, and we tried to figure <gasps> it out cuz uh, three of us had McDonald's that night but one of us didn't, which I believe it was me, you and Chelsea. And then Jim was the de facto. I didn't eat there. Hmm. I Jim didn't never eat got there. sick. Me, Paul, and Chelsea got hmm. very sick. For Is that when days. like Jim and Kim and I went to the Tim Hortons and you guys went to McDonald's? I believe so. Oh Probably. snap! Yeah. So there's your background explanation of that scene. Anyway, so so we were legitimately, you know, that wasn't faking it. I had no. legitimately been in the bathroom for about 15 minutes. Not you know. 
throwing up or anything, but just it gets stomach great, up. Polly. We we got it. No, no, the the audience needs to know. No, they don't. They got it. They're, I'm a professional. <laughs> if I'm going to say that I was in the bathroom for 15 minutes, I wasn't lollygagging and playing Forge of Empires on my <laughs> iPad trying to stay away. Oh, here's the one place Holly won't be able to find me in the male washroom. <sighs> Forge of Empires time. Grogron. Uh, no, it was like, uh, and then I walked out and there you guys are and folks saw what happened, you yeah. know, boom, stuff happened. That was, it was interesting. Cause I remember when I came out, I was trying to figure out where I was hearing the noises from that, that kind of like creaky, not those noises, Look, Dylan. I will interrupt because I know. I heard nothing from the washroom. I had no idea he was there. Here's the thing. Um, because some people would probably look at this and say, well, okay, Paul, whatever you heard was probably just your stomach noises or whatever. Why would anyone think that? Because there's a lot of people out there. First of all, I might actually think that if I didn't know better. Truth is, it was my stomach wasn't making noises. It was just upset. So it wasn't gurgling or anything. So no, I didn't hear my own stomach. But skeptics or debunkers would look and say, well, if you're sitting there and you're not feeling well and you hear something, sure, maybe that's what you thought you heard. Uh, really? I'm just ruling that one okay, out. Well, okay, well, yes, folks know. we can rule that out. I would All also hope that our audience would understand that you, they know the difference between hearing the sounds of something walking above you and your stomach. You would hope, but uh, as I make clear in the next episode or the next location Cooper's in, I, you know, I'm just a penny ante ghost hunter. That's an actual quote from the episode. So, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm winging Okay, it. yes. Yeah. So, no, not your stomach. No. Check. No. So um, you heard something above you, and right. I heard something from the other room, not from the bathroom. And I was actually just about to go up to that area because I thought that is where those sounds came from. And, uh, and then you had actually already heard it above you for 15 minutes. No, no, not for 15 minutes. Um, but you know, like for a minute or two for a Uh, particular period of time. And it happened more than once, uh, as I recall now, I had to look at the footage. I think it was twice, but that was mm -hmm. six months, five months ago. So I can't recall exactly without looking at the footage, but in the show, I think you, I think I say twice, but it wasn't for the full 15 or 20 minutes. That I was in there, and I mean, I don't know. I say I was in there for 15 minutes. It could have been 13, could have been 18. It was in that range. range so it time. was about a minute or two off and on. So you'd hear them off and on. It wasn't a con- like somebody was walking up there the entire time. Yeah, what I find interesting, though, is that it was so definitive for you that you actually thought one of us was upstairs. Right, yeah. That's awesome. And so when Dylan and Chelsea come in with me, <laughs> well, and for folks who are wondering why Chelsea isn't here this week on Beyond Haunted, <laughs> she's in Atlanta, Georgia, attending Walker Stalker Con. Is that what they call it? Walker Stalker Con? Yeah. Uh, Chelsea is a very big um, Walking Dead fan. She wasn't a year ago, but she dove into a big old pool headfirst without looking. Uh, no, she's a really big fan, and now she's in Atlanta, basically meeting her favorites from the show, uh, one of them being Melissa McBride, and I believe mm. she's meeting her uh, seven times. Officially, seven F- times. Yeah. You know, at yeah. the hotel bar, maybe... Who knows? And, yeah. and I don't. I don't know. I, when when Chelsea left to get in the plane, I, there may have been a ring in her pocket. I don't know her full plans. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, I, I would believe that. I'm surprised she's not a bigger fan of Carl, and yet she didn't. Well, she doesn't seem to be a big fan of. Anyway, moving on. I'm behind on seasons, so oh, no uh, spoilers. And I stopped watching a year ago. So there we go. There go. Dylan's in the middle somewhere. So Chelsea's not here this week, and Jim's just lazy. He never wants to do these <laughs> things. So did we ask? No, oh, okay. we didn't go. No, we didn't ask. I was curious. Hashtag more gym. There you go. Fine. Um, that one works. We can use that one. So yeah, there you are in the bathroom. You hear something coming upstairs. You thought you heard something else. And you know, that's just kind of how it happened. 
and then it leads us upstairs. But yeah, no, it sounded like somebody was really walking up there. I mean, it wasn't just kind of like, it was like when, when we went into the bathroom to recreate it and you were upstairs, what folks hear, which are your footsteps, Mm -hmm. that's what I heard minus, as I note in the episode, the squeaks. So mm-hmm. I didn't hear the squeaks, which that floor did squeak in certain Just places. Just the footsteps. Just the footsteps. You know what that tells me? They were walking on a part of the floor that didn't squeak? No. Because not oh. all the floors squeaked. But it was from the same location as my footsteps. Generally, I mean, yeah, it's a big ceiling. So I can't, you know, I can't pinpoint with super accuracy. It was that spot right there. It was upstairs above me. And it's, you know, there's a hallway and parts of that floor squeaked, especially uh, this I do remember from editing it. I could see it. At the top of the stairs, it definitely squeaked, squeak, squeak, and it squeaked as you were walking into that room. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you were in the room, it didn't really squeak so much. Mm. So it was on the landing and the top of the stairs um, leading into that room. So I could say, well, okay, maybe what I was hearing then was coming from slightly different place, like, you know, just next to where the squeak place was, or maybe ghosts don't squeak. That's possible. I was thinking that maybe you were hearing the residual footsteps from somebody in the building from like a hundred years ago before the floorboards were actually squeaking. Ooh. Hashtag time travel. That's interesting. Yeah. So that was, that was one of the things I was thinking about. And I mean, there has been, um, and, and we note this in the episode, there's been a history of that staircase with you know, people seeing a woman in white walking up and down. Yeah. So that, you know, it kind of matches with the history of that And place. Julie um, told us, and we say this in the episode as well, that she would hear footsteps outside her door, which is the location that you said that you heard the footsteps. Right. So, and, yeah. And it's, you had heard a sound, trying to remember the timeline now, earlier in the night, it's early in the episode. Yeah, so earlier in the night, um, something up on the balcony, which you then went up to investigate. That was, uh, that's later. It's in the second part. Is it? Yeah. Uh, see, I've been, yeah, work- it, I've been it, working on both episodes <laughs> at the same time. So it sometimes yes. I get time compressed. Is that, yeah, no, that is in the second Because um, right. the next time on Haunted, we hear the noises upstairs off the balcony. Right. Because the, oh yeah, I was confusing the second part of episode two with the second part of episode one. Which Spoiler, was when we're on we the, hear more voices. Right. Which is when we're on the stage and I sick the, whatever it is on demon and, er, demon, sorry. Oh. <laughs> on Dylan. <laughs> So, okay. And he quit for all of five seconds and then he came back. You just. That was a Freudian slip. That was honestly, legitimately, I just totally slipped. It's in my head now, demons. I stuck it on demon. Because I. You just called Dylan demon. I did. Ufo pod, yo. No. Okay. Can we just admit that Ufo pod, yo, is both simultaneously the funniest thing that's said in the entire show and the. The dumbest thing too at the same time. It, or at Holly's, least cool. Holly's got some good zingers each episode. One Bam. of my yeah yeah Don't. yes that spice was nice. Um, <laughs> Don't do one that. One of again. my favorite. One of my favorite lines is from uh, the second episode of Queens when um, you're debunking the shelving unit <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, it opens on its own. Oh, that's epic, creepy. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Epic coming to a t-shirt. Hashtag epic creepy." Okay. You know who's epic creepy? Demons. Can I say it? I think I know where you're going with this. You guys, are, you guys almost top, touched fingers yeah, like ET. ET I'm going twins. home. Here we go. So, do you know who's epic creepy, Dylan? Yes, Miss Gorham. Gorgon. Ah oh, man. I was close with the G. You had the G right. My yes. top note, and I thought this was very interesting because I'm watching these episodes fresh. I shot everything, but I'm not seeing how Hall edited it. I mm. get to see. 
odd stuff. My first note was the Gorham painting, dot, 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 terrifying, exclamation point. And you used very nice piano music underneath <laughs> showing the most terrifying painting I have ever seen in my life. I thought it was an interesting choice. She's a charmer, Mrs. Gorham. Yeah. Maybe in the Queen's photo, not so much the Astor photo. No, in the Astor photo, she's thoroughly frightening. And so when I... Wait, okay. That's episode two, though. The Oh, what you're about to say? Yes. Yeah. You mean second half of second Astor. Ha- it's so the second half four. of the Astor. Cause, um, Sorry to confuse everyone. No, because when... And kind of, you know, what happens is we walk into that room at the yeah. end, and I may or may not be having a heart attack. It's that, that chest feeling. Yeah. And then that we carry on for the first five or six minutes, and things are revealed in that room man. afterwards. So it's a bit of a cliffhanger. That room, man, when I went in up, I, I was, right, I was like, oh, crap, I've got to walk around up here so that they can do their test below. But this room, like, I was expecting something to happen. I It's weird because we, um, it didn't feel like that before. No. Because we had gone in it, and this is, doesn't spoil episode two, but, no. uh, or part two. I'd been up there. The only room that really messed me up was the um, it was the the room with the Miss Gorham paintings because this is like a, a fifteen foot tall painting of, Huge. you know, she looks like one of the Skeksis from. <laughs> what? Huh? From the Dark Crystal. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. Not to <laughs> I be forgot mean. what they were called. Yeah. All I can remember is Gelfling. Yes. Well, good thing mm, to remember. Gelfling. We, oh. I had been up there. Dear Kim had been God. up there. <laughs> Chelsea had been up there. You had been up there, Paul had been up there. We didn't feel anything in that room because we called it the barrel room because there were there's two wooden barrels and stuff in the middle of it. Ghost barrel. There you go. Mm-hmm. But walking into that room, even following you, I felt it, it's yeah. Paul's a portal guy. And you'll see as we go along with the show, huh. Paul Thanks. is a portal guy. Thanks, Demon Dylan. No problem. A oh, portal man. Dear. But when I'm when I'm following Paul into the room, I swear to God, it's like the door frame is this invisible wall going into some place that is not present. It was the weirdest feeling. Wait, were you walking from Ghost Barrel Room into Mrs. Gorm's no, 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 room? No, no, no. into Ghost. The end of this episode when when Holly says go walk in that room, how oh, do you, and you feel? you follow me in with the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was when you describe what you were feeling, I felt that not outside, not halfway in. Right. The second my body went into that room, I felt wrong on every level. And it was bizarre. Yeah, it was it was a very heavy feeling. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, oppressive was the right word that Paul used. Yes. Like, I... Oh. It's terrifying. It was. I had never felt like that before. Even in Queens, I didn't feel like that. I felt a I just had to see if someone else felt it. That's why I was like, okay, guys. At least you warned us this time that, that, you were, that that's what you were doing. So um, I just said walk kind of. into that. Well, I can't she I did. want she, to give she, it away. Be like, hey, guys, this room is oppressive. Go in smart. and see if no. you feel that it's oppressive. No, that's good. But it, you warned us hashtag stay tuned for Yarmouth Jail episode that like you brought us up and said just it's not a hashtag it is it's a hashtag now just go into this room I mean I figured you weren't sending me into this room because there was a a barrel of jelly beans waiting for me in there or something you never know or rockets candies I figured you know there's something going on in here but I had no idea you know what was going on so it could have been anything Kim could have been waiting around the corner of the door to go boo and maybe it was a joke you never know so as soon as I walked through the door and it happened on both doors, so you see, yeah, this is hashtag spoiler. In the next episode, there's another door that leads out of that room into the Mrs. Gorm painting room, we'll call it. Yep. And in either one of those two doors, uh, legitimately, 
you, it's, it, it is like you walk through not a, yeah, I guess a portal, but sort of, you know, Stargate when they would go through the Stargate mm. and Hey, we're on one side and then they go, blah, blah, and you, they'd be stuck in that. They'd go through the goop. It felt like you were going through <laughs> that goop, goop really or did. whatever. Yeah. The, it was the liquid stuff or whatever they'd walk through. And you felt like you were almost entering this, this different gravitational pull. Like it's a different it space altogether. Felt like, it just felt like I was 50 pounds heavier. And to note is, if I remember correctly, there was no temperature difference between the rooms. It's not like this room was hotter and that led No overall to... temperature, but I won't get into that until next week. Uh-huh. No, but yes, no, that, we don't want to ruin that. Um, but there was a temperature drop. Uh, it happened at the other door, so... Um, it was it was colder in there. Yeah, yeah. It didn't okay. go up, which it again. That's what you would expect. Should have because it's mm. at the top floor and it was, it was a warm, stuffy evening in there. So oh, yeah. If there's any cold, and you'll see it in the second part where there's, you know, cold stuff going on. Actually, you see in the first part. You do when we're on the stage, and I, you know, sick something on demon tape. <laughs> did you on just demon garland? I just did it again. <laughs> Hashtag. What's your middle name? I'm just going to go with your... No, sick, I sick something on Lucifer? Dylan. Lucifer? I don't know. <laughs> Lucifer. And then took it back. Lucy. Uh, Dylan and I both felt <laughs> cold for a brief you know, moment. And then when I took it back, Dylan felt nothing. That was you. But then I continued to feel cold. And Holly, you can see on the screen, the temperature I'm was going at down. You. Yeah. Yeah, that... I mean, yeah. You're going to say that hurt? Is that what you were going to say? No, it didn't hurt at all. It's just like... Nobody should have any sympathy for what happens to Holly for the rest of the series. Excuse me. You, Ouch. you, that is not true. If you're going to stand there and antagonize spirits yeah. and then throw them at crew member. Oh, isn't this funny? I, isn't it funny that she's saying this? Oh, oh you, you know what it is? This is our Alanis Morissette moment because isn't it ironic? <laughs> don't you think? Yes. Explain. I really do think. Well, it's ironic. I don't know if we should get into that today because we'll be no, it's wasting just, five hours here. And I don't know if it comes off, because um, you do hear me talking, but I wasn't mic'd, so you only hear right. my kind of off. Yes, you're and, and when, when Paul says, bring it on to Dylan, I feel a, just a brush of cold, like this, like a, somebody put a fan behind me and it was blowing. You felt it too. Right. So just the specifics of what I was feeling, it was if somebody was rushing by me and... Ugh. Cold was sticking with me. And the weirdest thing was when you called it off, it was like it stopped immediately, like you turned off the fan. Right. And, and it came back to me. Yeah. So by the power of Grayskull, <laughs> apparently I have the power to summon. I'm like Thor. I have this power to summon the elements. I don't whatever. like it. Well, I won't use it again. That, that was a one-time only thing. Lies. I, did what did I, Uncle Ben say? With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. Did I, did I ever use it on you again? No. Not that I know of. Yeah, well, exactly. I think you should. Here, here's my. No, I know. See, see. No, yes. this is join me and Holly have been having this conversation a lot. And I said for season two. <laughs> Did you just say join me? Oh like man, it's, it's Darth Holly Poutine. Knew it. Um, I uh, I'm pretty sure that's not. Did you just say Poutine? It. No, Holly Poutine. Okay. Um, <laughs> Although, if you go downtown, maybe you can find a Holly Poutine. I don't know. They might. Maybe. Have spe- no. They might have a special. Uh, for season two, I, I was thinking, and, and for season one, and probably for season two, I'll feel the same way. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna blast through that barrier. Um, I think you should use whatever you feel like you have. I told Holly this. I said, if He's something been... happens, I think send me alone. He 
He's becoming a true ghost hunter. I'm losing my mind is what I'm doing. Jeebus, Holly, he's actually like literally lying down in front of us and begging us to drive the tractor over him. Well, I just, it's, it's this weird thing because even this episode. Ghost tractor. I'm, I'm in this episode more than I thought it was going to be because I don't even remember talking about most stuff. But you got the sound coming through the um, through my headphones. Mm. You've got... Um, oh, right. Yeah, maybe you could because that's a very small segment. We I don't do want to ask you about that. So maybe you okay. could expand on that for the people because it, sure. it's a it's a brief part of the episode. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the audio thing, the way I have my Blackmagic hooked up is that um, the Blackmagic's audio is, is garbage on the actual camera, the camera itself. Yeah. So to make, you know, Paul's job easier, as well as to have a backup for audio, um, is I have another recorder that hooks right into the camera itself. So I'm recording different audio with a, what's called a shotgun mic into the camera. And that's a whole different setup from what Chelsea's doing, because Chelsea has her whole audio kit kind of separate. I, I put a headphone in one of my ears, clicked it on, everything was cool. I was getting a couple of clicks, my normal, as I say in the episode, I get interference from the walkie-talkies, but I know what they sound like because it's clicked or a little bit of static. And we, we've done a lot of locations. I know what these sound like. The sound that I heard was this, and it just kept getting deeper and more guttural. And what I don't think you see in the episode, or maybe I did say this, I can't remember. I ripped them out of my ears so fast because it terrified me. Because mm. it... Yeah, actually, you want to talk about Queens? You know how Queens, it felt like it was in your face? Mm-hmm. It just felt like it was hanging over my shoulder and doing this into my ear. And it was just, it, it, I immediately got cold chills. I hauled it out of my ear because it spooked the hell out of me. And then I just couldn't explain it. And I say in the episode, I thought it was a car. I thought it was a truck. And I say that it's a one-way street next to us, and that's true. Yes, somebody could have broken the law. However, as I also say in the episode, another car went by. And I recorded that, and I listened to it, and it wasn't even relatively close to what I heard. I don't know what the hell it was. Worst thing is, and the weirdest thing, whatever I hear through that, I should be recording on the video. So when we play back the video, you should hear it. Wasn't there. Nope. That's what I wanted to ask you about. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're hearing something through the camera audio, wouldn't it also pick up like on any of the other audio recorders in the room at the time? Like just yes. theoretically. In theory. If you're hearing a sound outside, like a car, yeah, it should pick up, right? In theory. And again, there's, there's technology's weird. So there yeah. could be many different answers to this. In theory, because all of us are mic'd, or most, and the cast is mic'd, Chelsea should be hearing that. Um, through the boom or through our mics? Through, I'm thinking more through the mics because they're wireless, so there's a better chance of interference okay. there. She may hear it through the boom. I don't know. Um, but she didn't hear anything. And and I she know was right next to the me. The boom is directional, so I guess possibly it would be pointed in a different direction, maybe. Maybe, but my my mic is also directional. Right. And we were aiming you were the same at direction. you guys. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, we also have the ADR recorders going, which kind of pick up everything. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing on those. Nope. So, yeah, that's really cool. It was just in my ear. Sorry. I mean, that sucks. No, it's, it's it, cool. W- thank you. Yeah. It, it's cool, but it's terrifying. In the moment, like, I can remove myself months down the road mm-hmm. after an experience and say, okay, actually, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the frightening thing is that, like the Queens County voice, I don't have a theory on this one. I don't know what this is. And it didn't record. No, that was the weirdest thing. It should have. Because we have, in a future episode, we have an audio anomaly happen at... Uh, 
place called Cooper's Inn. That recorded. Yeah. You know what the weird thing about that is, though? Is that recorded, but we didn't hear it when it happened. So mm. this is the exact opposite of that. I heard it when it was happening, but it didn't record. It's bizarre. That's very strange. Yeah. Which audio anomaly are we talking about at Cooper's? The because, static. Oh, that, right. Because, yeah. yes, I just finished editing that. That was genuinely... It was weird. Still can't explain that one, folks. Nope. Um, so I wasn't even talking about that audio anomaly. I was talking about when you and oh. Chelsea were on the top of the stairs and the wind whistled by you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Which is actually... Because you do kind of explain the carbon's mm-hmm. good that you explained it again. Yay. But... The other one gets really short shrift. I mean, sure. it's like in for 10 seconds. So perhaps you could elaborate on what that was all about. Yeah. Well, we, I was following around um, Holly and, and Julie, who was giving us kind of the tour and, and letting us know some history about, you know, paranormal experiences they've, that they've had there. And I, as I'm at the top of the stairs, I'm following them. And it just sounds like a rush of, of kind of wind. Like, you know how you hear a mic, like I'll do the, like you hear that. That's what it sounded like, but a little bit more higher pitched as if it was just passing by me and it genuinely scared me. And I looked around, like if you look at the footage, there's a bump in the footage because I was distracted. I was looking somewhere else. I wasn't following Holly or Julie. I was like, what, what was that? And it's another one of those things. I heard it. It wasn't recorded. Uh, and it was, it, it was just wind. Like it sounded like it was, there was no wind up there. Chelsea didn't hear anything. She was right behind me with the same mic. Yeah. I was going to ask did Chelsea hear anything, but no, no. Yeah. She actually looked at me like I had two heads because I was looking around like, what was that? I couldn't say anything because we were filming, but it that one was weird because it had two parts to it. And usually, I'm not saying all the time, we tend to get one or the other, I find. It's audible or it's physical. Sometimes maybe we get both, but off the top of my head, I can't think of one right off the bat right now. There probably is, I just can't think of one. This was one of those instances where I heard it and I felt it, but nothing recorded. Ugh, gross. Yeah, it was weird. So that's the second time in this episode where it feels like something's hanging over my shoulder, which I don't like. Was this before or after Paul decided to sick? Oh, this was this before. before. Oh, okay, fair this enough. This was when you were doing the tour, like at the very beginning. Yeah, this is, yeah. Oh, he was... But it's funny because I, I didn't feel, I didn't feel oppressive by any means, like we did later on. Didn't feel right, but I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I was in danger. It just felt weird. So like something was curious? Yeah, just I think so. That's probably the, yeah, that's probably a good word to use. Something had curiosity. It's like a cat rubbing up against your leg. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think. You might not know cats very well then because I'm not convinced that that's curiosity. It's just like, mmm, dinner. What? That's, yeah. I think it's more like, feed me. I just don't know what it could be because it's literally this this corner of the the place. There's no windows up there. There's no drafts coming in. And I actually, what well, doesn't make the air because I, I didn't, you weren't there and I can't shoot myself with that thing. Um, I actually went up there for a good 10 minutes on one of our breaks and I just stood there and I was like, okay, what could I have hit? There was a painting behind me, but I was two feet away from the wall. I couldn't have even hit that. I was just moving stuff around and I could not replicate that. The interesting thing is sometimes actually oftentimes stuff will happen when the cameras aren't rolling. Oh yeah. So 
in the Queens County Museum episode, the second part of that, you'll see an entire segment of about four or five minutes, which isn't great television, actually, of Holly and I just sitting there. It's the black and whites, the CCTV camera. And the only reason we have any of that, it's when I sat down in the cold chair that whatever, and you know, it, we didn't really think we were on camera. That audio is not our good audio. It's being recorded on a digital audio recorder that just happened to be running on the table in front of us Yeah, that we had left there some time before. So we weren't thinking about that. And the camera was a CCTV camera, which just happened to be constantly pointing into that room. And so it, it kind of picked us up, but it wasn't planned that way. And in fact, at one point you hear me say to Holly, Hey, you know, why does this never happen when there's a camera crew around? And then we say, oh, of course we got this other one. So almost every location, something like that happens. And at the Astor theater for me, the one that I can remember in particular was just before you start telling your story about the car sound, I'm just, you know what I mean? Just so yep. folks know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Cause it wasn't a car, but that sound. We had something happening with the REM pod that was not caught on camera and was oh, not caught on any God, yeah. audio. We didn't have the digital audio recorders running yet. Holly hadn't, uh, sorry, not Holly, Chelsea hadn't um, turned the audio on and we weren't filming it. No. It's a shame because we do have us, and I didn't use it in the episode, the Aster episode, because I decided without context, without seeing it, it's just us talking about it. And that wasn't particularly interesting. There were more interesting things that I had video for. But in this one, Dylan labeled it in the uh, the video footage because he puts a label on everything, every clip. Rempod sings a song. And so we turned the Rempod on. Now, Holly and I, eight years ago or whatever, this is what it sounded like to me. And I actually said this at the time. We traveled through Scotland. I lived in Scotland for a year. Holly loves Scotland. Uh, she and I traveled there together after ghost cases. You know, we love Scotland. To me, it sounded like bagpipes, only the Rempod not actual bagpipes, but playing like a bagpipe Scottish tune. Yeah. And I think we had been talking earlier about, at least briefly, the trip to Scotland or something to do with Scotland. I, I can't guarantee that. But it, it was really weird. We turned the REM pod on and it started singing slash doing a bagpipe tune, only in its unique, weird little... It was playing a song. Yep. And we don't have that on any audio, which is a... Real shame because that would have been one of those WTF moments yeah. where the audience would have gone, how did they set that one up? Like, you know, how did they fake that? Oh, uh, we didn't, folks. But no. we, so the thing with the uh, with you with the whoosh coming mm -hmm. by and stuff that that happens a lot more than you would think. So what folks are seeing in the show in almost every episode is in some cases the really good stuff. Like this is the, you know, I only have an hour spreading it out over two episodes to tell the story. So there's more things that happen. In some cases, it's because, oh, this is better. Like Holly getting that oh. is a better piece of evidence, a more interesting piece of television, you know, ghosty, whatever. Then maybe something else that was still cool, but that's better. Fine. Or we just didn't record it. And at some point, you just don't want to spend your entire series being like, that's what Beyond Haunted is for. We can talk about mm. it. But on television, it, you know, to see us standing there talking about it. But just so folks know, that happened just before, maybe five minutes before Dylan heard this other sound. Yep. So there were a series of audio anomalies that were taking place. Dylan's was not, out putting it in its proper context, was not sort of a, an outlier. It was something that was happening as mm. other things were happening at that time. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was... It, it was bizarre because we immediately, I remember me and Holly looked at each other like, what was that? 
It sounded like bagpipes. It sounded exactly like bagpipes. And it, the weirdest thing about it was the, the REM pod's only supposed to have like what, one beep? So when you, you turn the REM pod on, I mean, it has four tones that it goes through for each of the four lights. And when you turn it on, it goes through each of the lights and then it makes a, a beep, beep. That's all it does. But it's not, is it supposed to change pitch or is it supposed to stick with one? I've never heard it play a song before. Yeah, me so, I mean, it's possible with those four tones that it has for mm-hmm. each light that it, that's what was going on. But again, it, it shouldn't do that. Because it sounded, and most of the time when we hear the REM pod go off, it almost sounds like a couple of different beeps happening at once. I should have worded that better. What I meant was that it has kind of a a consistent rising tone. It doesn't go like, almost like autotune. You know what autotune sounds like? It sounded like autotune in this. It sounded like this digital song that was being played. Oh, it was complex. And the weirdest thing was, is that it, it kept tempo with itself. Right. That's what I found bizarre. It was singing a song, and then when you, you know, when you listen to a song and you, you, you know, you're playing, it was keeping in time with itself. Yeah, it's, it, w- it was very bizarre. I mean, unless the the people who make the REM pod are going to come back and tell us, hey, hey, joke on you, we actually have it. So every once in a while, when you turn it on, it makes a song. Cool, I'd Funny. love to know that. Yeah, honestly. no, yeah. but it it was legit. Like it made a couple tones, and I'm like, oh, there, we just turned it on, and then it kept going. Right, and we all just stared at it. It came on the way it was supposed to, yes. bloop, bloop, and then it should not do anything unless you interact with it. Mm-hmm. We weren't really interacting with it, and it, nope. it played a song. And so when we get to episode five at Cooper's Inn, you'll see a moment where we're talking about another piece of our equipment malfunctioning, or at least that's what it seems like. And we get a whole bunch of static on something. It was the mic that's set up to my right. camera. The shotgun yeah. mic, right. yeah. So, and at one point, Dylan, as we're listening to the static, I mean, static is what static is. It's like the REM pod. It's supposed to behave in a certain way. Mm -hmm. The static had, as Dylan described it, character. Like it was modulating pitch. It was moving up and down in like 20 in this, you know, in this, you need to watch the Coopers in episode in 20 years. I've been, I've run a recording studio, been a musician, been a filmmaker. I've never heard static do something like that. Now I'm not saying static can't do something like that. Sure. I'm just saying I've heard a lot of static and I've never heard it do that. And I've talked to a couple of audio engineer chums of mine since then, and they just shrugged and went, oh, that I've never heard that either. So when you, you get something like that, or like the REM pod at Aster that was singing a song, which we can't play for you, unfortunately. I wish we could. I'm convinced that if there is something out there, sometimes it does things Hmm. that are really cool. You know, it's kind of like Paul on the road to, or Saul on the road to Damascus. He's the only one who actually saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. You kind of got to take his word for it. It'd be so much easier if Jesus, with the biblical account, had showed up to Saul, and you know Saul had like fifty friends with him, or he was in the middle of a shopping market, and it's like, well, hey, who's this guy? I'm um, Jesus. How's it going? Nope. nope. All alone on a road, and whatever so- happened to Saul turned him into Paul, and he, you know, founded the Christian religion, and boom, the world changes. Yeah. But. Sometimes you just have to take it on faith and folks on the REM pod front are going to have to take it on faith with us that we're, you know, telling you what actually happened. Uh, it, it's funny you say that. Um, Cause what you just said have a sort of rogue elements, if you will. Uh, and, and I realized something in this episode and, and it kind of follows through with a couple of other episodes, but I won't get into that in this one. Um, I wrote down uh, ghost rogue tends to affect others. You ever notice that? So when you tend to go ghost rogue, never really comes down to you first. 
it's usually others around you that start experiencing weird stuff. And then because I always see the look, you have a look about you when you realize Oh, yeah. Whoops. And then it always goes into a, okay, guys, so I need to tell you something. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. I think a lot of times when I go ghost rogue and something weird happens, it does come to me first. So it sometimes it doesn't. I'll grant Ooh, you that. Sure. But uh, it's not like every time. In fact, I'd have to really turn, you know, it's like think back to ghost cases or think to haunted. When has it happened to me? And then when does it sort of run away and happen to somebody else? I don't know. Maybe it's 50-50. I, I can't sort of quantify it. But yeah, no, I, there's definitely been times, because sometimes I'll do it alone. Good example. Uh, when I'm in the basement at either the Yarmouth Jail or Ottawa House, which are, Ottawa House is in season two. Uh, Yarmouth Jail is in a few episodes from now. I'm alone and I'm doing my shtick. And some, in fact, in the Yarmouth Jail is a good example. Folks will see me recreate a torture scene where, you know, because that's, it, it's the bait, well, not torture, but the basements where they would rough up criminals. Oh, they'd take the, the police with things would, I don't know. Right. <laughs> so they would take people down and, uh, you know, the rumor was that they would rough them up back in the twenties and the teens. And so, you know, I went down and I set a camera, a little GoPro on the chair and, you know, then I did my thing where I kind of pretend, you know, I went ghost rogue, literally. And that the temperature... Anything that happened in that basement immediately happened to me. The temperature started going down and that sort of thing. And then I called folks down. But, you know, it, it hit me there. Other times, like when we're on the stage at the Aster, um, I don't know. It's interesting, right? Because I, I went ghost rogue and I called out Mrs. Gorm for not having kids and being a colonialist oppressor and everything. Cool. Nothing happened. And then I, I just, but it was almost like I was storing it up. And she was like, all right, now I'm going to hit. Oh, he just told me to go hit this guy over here. Okay, cool. fine. I'll go hit him. I didn't like this Dylan cat anyway. And then I took it off. But then you get to the question, do I really have that kind of power? And I well, think I the know. answer is no. Well, I would have to say, and I said this to Dylan earlier, if you have the power to call something down and open that door, you have the power to send it back. Now, um, my question for uh, you, Paul is you had asked Holly early on in the episode if she had, um, you know, null and voided a certain contract right. that was up there. Do you think the Offer, paranormal working contracts? or <laughs> Funny thing. Offer an acceptance. So she possessed and something could have accepted. That's a contract in law. Um, and the consideration, I, would have, I guess, would have been my soul. I don't know. But <laughs> the interesting thing for anybody who ever played Dungeons & Dragons is there are three types of evil. There's neutral evil, which is kind of crazy evil. There's chaotic evil, which is even crazier evil. And then there's lawful evil, which is generally speaking, if you were to look at demons or devils or stuff like that in sort of mythology or Christian lore or whatever, the whole idea of Satan signing a contract. So, right. you know, which is rooted in, in not exactly theological Christian history, but pop culture yeah. devilly. And so Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider. Now, you know, signs a contract, I get your soul and you get something in return for that. So yeah, you, you know, the idea that sure, there could be offer acceptance consideration and a contract. So I was joking, of course. Oh yeah. But absolutely. there is an underlying thing in there that says, look, you know, did you take that contract back or did you void it? It's like, and then I love Holly's response. No, I didn't really do that. No. <laughs> do, you, do you think things are playing with us because Holly, you didn't offer anything in return? Because if we're working with contracts, contracts are usually a give and take scenario, right? 
where I'm signing a contract where the person who had did up the contract receives something from me, and in return, they give something to me. Not at Winterlight Productions, but sure, moving on. Well, it's, it's just interesting because it's, I mean, technically speaking, you didn't necessarily offer anything up to the space. Are you the disappointed? Corner. I'm not disappointed. No, 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 that no, we not know disappointed. of. Yeah, well, no, because we have the footage, you know what I mean? Well, who knows what she's thinking? That's a good point. What? I'm just curious if... You know, you didn't really specify. Well, I thought the, uh, you know, the benefit for the spirit would be the joy of inhabiting Paul's body for a small period of time. (laughs) I assume that if something's interested in interacting with us in a non, like, malevolent way, Mm -hmm. that it's interested in that that connection and that uh, that experience as much as we are. So if, if it did not receive the joy, it... Had been promised. <laughs> I didn't promise Paul. joy. I did not promise but that was joy. Your, that's what I'm saying. If we're going off the contract theory, you were offering the, the possession of Paul. The contract was. I feel so dirty. And so actually, used it was here. specific to Mrs. Gorham. It, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it was it, that if something wanted to communicate with us, possess Paul for a short period of time. It wasn't without, specific to Mrs. Gorham. Without harming. You never mentioned Mrs. Gorham's name. You simply said something. I probably said both. Oh, cool. Now we have two separate contracts. I know, exactly. And I've seen the footage. You actually only said some things. Unless you said it when you weren't filming, then then maybe that's possible. Let's not... It's hard to remember, Paul. It was a long time ago now. I think my my curiosity comes from, because we have been theorizing nonstop about whatever it is we've experienced, um, what, you know, what if whatever we experience moving forward here... Mm -hmm. What if we're just building up a team that we don't know of because we're offering something that these things are not getting in return in the full way? Because I would argue later on, there's a couple of episodes where things get really consistently weird. See, I think that if something expects something in return, it should tell us and then we can say no. Well, what it maybe it did tell us what it wanted. Well, it I did said say no. your name. I said no. <laughs> A couple of times. Wait, you think it wants me? I want Holly. Okay. I am Gorgron. It said Holly, and then when in a future episode, there may be another mention of your name to a question that Paul asks. Mm-hmm. So That's right. right. Gorgron likes Holly. There okay, that's creepy. Well, of course, because he's Gorgron. He just pops into the show. Is it any creepier to hear Gorgron likes Holly as who's your favorite team member? Paul, Dylan, Chelsea, Jim, or Holly? <laughs> Holly. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to argue, actually, Gorgron is the lesser of two evils there, because when Ghostbox speaks... People listen, unless they live in Clayton Park West, in which case <laughs> nobody listened and I didn't win. Ghost, uh, Ghostbox did politics. endorse me in my uh, political campaign, though. I guess where I was leading with that was, do you think what we were dealing with tonight, not I'd say tonight as if in the episode, um, in the episode was Ms. Gorham or something? I do think that it's possible that whatever we interacted with at Queen's was also at the Aster. Me too. Because, spoiler, in the second half, we we hear something. We, unfortunately, I don't think we were able to put it out so that people could hear it because it was so quiet on the actual recorder. But we do hear another voice. Actually, I think we cleaned that up. Sounded you'd, familiar. you'd be surprised what I can do with post-audio. Well, there you go, guys. So you, yeah. will, you will hear it. It'll be a little... You know, kind of, but yeah, it's, it'll it's definitely very, very show that quiet. it's there. But we multiple people heard that voice, and it yeah. sounded familiar to me. 
funny question. Which voice? Because you're there talking about on the balcony, there's two different instances. The second one. Right. Which was a lot softer. That one was a little harder to tease out, but I eventually... No, you know what? You're right. That one we couldn't get. Yeah. Uh, we got the one that you hear. We heard there's three voices in episode two. <laughs> two of them we got. <laughs> one of them, even though we were sitting there, we didn't get. And two of us didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. And I was because I was talking. So all I could hear was myself. Chelsea, I think, didn't hear it. She had her headphones on. So she was hearing me talking. But it was it was soft. You three, I meaning Kim, Kim, Dylan and Chel, uh, Holly. Yeah. It. Yeah. So that one, that's one of those things, too. We won't be able to we won't be able to replicate it for folks because it's, it's just not on the ADRs. Uh, it was one of those things that you hear at the time. There were two others though, that we clearly, um, heard on the ADR that we could bump up and you'll be able to hear that in the, in the show. So that's kind of how it goes. I, when you ask about where we, I no, I don't think it was Mrs. Gorm. It's fun to joke about Mrs. Gorm and her painting was really creepy. I mean, it's just creepy painting. Um, but, uh, I'm not a big believer in, the um, the spirits of the dead theory that we're you know we're dealing with dead people Mrs Gorm or whatever I'm a more of a believer if you're going to have something that we're dealing with a you know the, not Mrs Gorm but a demon it, or not advanced non human intelligence or whatever you want to call it a trickster any mm-hmm. of that stuff and it it portrays itself as different people at different times in different ways that is yep. because the evidence and I use evidence in quotation marks air quotation marks <laughs> the evidence to me the experiences I'll say points more in that direction yeah. than it does in the other direction, especially you know, one of the things I like about Haunted, and we've talked about this before, I think, is the idea that no one episode is a standalone. We just don't go into, I mean, I think we started out this way because with ghost cases, we did kind of do this. We would go in, oh, here's a place, blah, 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 ooh, we're haunted and wrap it up and we're out of here. And the next time we rarely reference previous episodes, even though it was building up with us we treated each episode as kind of a, as a whole unto itself with haunted. We're not with haunted. It is really, and a lot of it is because we did these in a relatively compressed period of time. Certainly the first six episodes were all three locations were all shot within about six days of each other. So, you're, yeah. you know, when we say we were at the Queens County museum last night and tonight we're at the Astor, we really were at the Queens County. So we're coming off fresh. We, you know, those guys, everybody was up till six in the morning listening to the, the mm. sound that, you know, went after Holly and then we had to get up at one in the afternoon and drive back into Liverpool and hello Astor Theater back, back we are into the fray. So, and, uh, I think Shelburne, which is the Cooper's Inn was a couple days later, we had a day off, but there's that idea that this is all kind of happening at once and maybe it's coming with us. We're building stuff up. Um, so it comes back to that idea of, you know, maybe we're the haunted ones, not, um, it's a little cliche, but it is the series title not necessarily the places or maybe we're in places that are more open to this kind of stuff. Right. I, I think yeah. it's both. Yeah. I think I'm on that plane. You're on know. that plane. Which, nice. which part of the astral plane are you on? Oh, the astral plane uh, where we, I don't know. It, it's level three. Ding. I don't know if I was haunted before I did this. Sorry. <laughs> That's like where I think I'm at. I, I think the places that we've, I don't know. I'm of the mind of, I genuinely have no idea. I like our theories. I think some of our theories are probably us putting up a shield and being safer than we want to admit, but I mean... Well, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's true. I'm not meaning to knock our good friend Holly here, but when Holly says, I think you can send it back when you want to, I just don't buy that. I, If it's a nice demon or whatever, 
Maybe it says, oh, yeah, no, sorry, I, I see that you're not feeling good today. Or, I mean, this I've invaded your space. I've taken it a little too far. You know what? Backing off here, backing totally, to, yeah. you know, call me. Um, I think it would be more likely <laughs> like, me. you know, give me a call if you want to talk. Let's text or whatever. I think it would be more likely, look, um, whatever's out there, you know, I, I really don't feel good. This is your, you're invading my space. And they'd be like, yeah, that's what I do, lady. I mean, come on, I'm a fill in the blank, but you know, I'm, I'm not here for you. I'm here for me, like, kind of thing. So I I think it's exactly that, Paul. But but I know we differ on this. Right. So you think you can get rid of them when you want to? Yeah. Good luck with that. So everything now sent to Holly because she's the one who believes in the power of being able to get rid of these things. I do not. I think there's a power of protection that you need to have for yourself. It's, It's definitely a spiritual kind of thing. And you need to be able to shut it off. Otherwise, yeah, you go nuts. So whether sure. that is, you know, having that power within yourself or whether that's just a projection of your being, I have no idea. But uh, I, I think there's something there. There has to be. That can protect us. You protect yourself. So, right. yeah. Okay. I, I've... Uh... Otherwise, why do some people get overtaken by it? Oh, hey. I, I See, the thing is, uh, I think maybe, perhaps, and we, we talked about this about 20 minutes ago, you know, maybe it's all timing, and some people that can get over that, maybe whatever it is, got what it wanted. I'm like, cool, all right, I got what I needed. See you later. You mean like energy-wise? No, just like we were talking the contract thing. Oh. You know, if, if I sign a contract and I don't get what I am supposed to be getting... You know, people get sued. So what's to say there isn't some sort of paranormal equivalent to that? <laughs> Next where, week on Demon Court. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I'm just saying, like, what if, what if... Gorgron versus Dylan. <laughs> Demon. I, I like my real name now. My name is Demon. And Judge Wapner has passed away. So from the People's Court, he could now be presiding over the Demon's oh, Court. Geez. There we go. He... Wow. <laughs> I see a whole new television Can't show coming here. Yeah. That's what court. you did. This week on the Demon's Court. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, Dylan, regarding, I almost said demon, regarding. <laughs> Great, they're both on it now, cool. <laughs> regarding, you know, you set up a contract or, or this is what you're offering and then they're expecting something in return. The problem is, is if, if you're doing this on like a, a, a verbally. Right. And all you are doing is offering something, that's the contract. I don't understand how they would expect something else other than what you're verbally saying. Yes, but what if they don't get what you're verbally telling them you're going to get? It's like, hey, I, I'm going to give you, you you can come down and possess Paul. What if they can't possess Paul? They're oh, like, well, well, then. Well, what the hell? I'm here. Uh, I was be promised Paul to be possessed. If you look at any story or whatever in myth and legend, the yeah. idea is if you if you screw with the demon or whatever, it boomerangs back on you. So mm-hmm. if you say, oh, feel free to possess Paul, and for whatever reason it can't possess Paul, or Paul says, uh, no, I'm not open to that. No, thanks. Then it goes, well, I'm hungry. I guess I'll have something else on the menu. And then you find that something else. So it might boomerang on Holly. Or if we assume that Holly has the protective shield of protecting. Yeah, nice, like, nice. Like yeah. an eighth level elven wizard or something. Trademark. So it goes back to Holly and says, well, now I'm going to eat your soul. And oh, oh, there's a shield here. Well, that that's okay. What else? Oh, I think I know how this plays out. Oh. I go, well, that's weird. Hello. Huh. Hello. Dylan, do Dylan. you feel this? <laughs> See, maybe then, maybe then Holly, you know, in a certain Yarmouth house was all like, well, oh, he's back. Here's my second offering. 
That's not what happened. You can have Dylan. However, I see where you're going. Interesting theories, gentlemen. Interesting theories. Mm. However, I think that legally... (laughs) (laughs) Demon court... Paul's talking legality here. If we're looking at the, you know, the legality of a contract and I say, feel free to possess Paul, that's not a contract as in you will be able to succeed in this. That's an offer. So as soon as... Okay, Paul, then I think I see the problem here. You need to be more open to possession. No, one of us... One of us... <laughs> one of the three people at the table here has a JD after, it's, after his name, Juris Demon, apparently. And so you are offering... But the interesting thing is in law, you couldn't offer... Uh, for somebody else. So you couldn't say, for instance, hey, Dylan, um, you can have Paul's car. Nice. That's not a contract because you don't actually own my car. Now, I can make that offer, but you can't. Mm -hmm. So let's assume that it's my soul. Which I didn't offer. You don't, well, what do you think they're coming for? You don't own that. You You don't own anything about me. So you can't say, this is interesting. I like where this is going. For me, you can't go, yo, whatever's out there, come on down and temporarily possess Paul in a good way. And it would go, "Mm, yeah, no, no, I see. I can't do that because you don't have the right to make that offer on behalf of Paul. And I'm bound by certain rules and regulations here in Demonville. Cool. So you feel better now? No. Well, I do. (laughs) I feel like there's a second part to this coming. Right. (laughs) But because it's a demon and, you know, it's not particularly reasonable, it goes, by the way, I had important shit to do. And you just called. And you've wasted my time, and I had to get my assistant in here, Grogron, and, uh, you know, like, this has really put a crimp in my eternal life of torturing people. So while I'm here, now that I'm here, um, there's got to be a payment for calling me out of the office, and it's not going to be Paul, so it's going to be Holly. And then you're like, but I'm all protected. And I'm just going to, as I said, I'm just going to believe that you can do that. It's fine. I'm, I'm not a believer in that, but I'll go with it. And then it says, well, here I am in Liverpool. <laughs> and, you know, what? and I, I am not going home until I find somebody that I can get a little bit of energy. And who knows? Maybe what we call down goes, whew, boy, that was a lot of effort to get here. And mm. I'm out of gas. I need a gas station. I need to fuel up. Dylan? He's young. He's got a lot of energy. He does have a lot of energy. He does. I do want to say, though, that I'm remembering this now. Um, I did give my soul to one of my friends in junior high school. So what? I think I'm safe regardless. That's really different. We should come back to that. At least on that. that front. Are you Bart Simpson? <laughs> did you give your soul to Millhouse? <laughs> I, I did not have a Millhouse in my life. But uh, if I did, no. Um, yeah, I'm fine. What is it going to take from me? There's a du- My sleep? Oh, he's already done that. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Well, all right. Interesting, interesting theories. So, wow. So here we go. The three of us, because we're the primary people out in the front lines here. Paul wants nothing to do with being possessed. I can't do that legally. I'm a demon. I can't possess Paul. By the power of Grayskull. Holly's got some sort of belief shield. I can't get through that. (laughs) Bam. And Dylan. (laughs) Well, Dylan looks tasty. A son of a... (laughs) Frank, 
Oh. Frank already has his soul. There we go. It was definitely Frank a the Frank. demon. Sorry, yeah. Chelsea. So, so <laughs> well, there's the thing, right? And I mean, I think we can all agree Jim's soulless. So the <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Jim you know, has a, Jim has I, a lot of soul. You should see him dance, folks. Jim but, would be the one person that could probably punch a demon in the face. That's true. You know what? I, I actually would. Yeah. I would pay to see that after the demon had possessed him. Jim could somehow still punch within himself, yeah. and the demon, like, oh, it's like be hitting like, a shark in the nose. Get yeah. exactly. out! Uh, but uh. Hall, but Chelsea. Now, Chelsea's the youngest member. She So theoretically, if you believe that you have more energy when you're young, mm-hmm. she's got it. So Chelsea's got the energy. The demon has struck out on all four of us. Maybe. Just Uh-oh. maybe. That's a little scary. She is possessed. Wait for it. No. And she doesn't realize it. It's stealth possession. Because... What, you know, not everything could be like Linda Blair, where it's like, I'm a demon and I'm going to let you know I'm possessing this person. Because because that's a dumb strategy, because then what do people do? They call exorcists and they yeah. boot you out. What if you're sucking out energy and stuff? You go, you know what? You're like, um, you're a scientist, Holly. What's the word? Uh, Parasite. Bingo. Yeah. One of those, like a tapeworm or something like that. It just, it doesn't want you to know. Or the feeder fish that follow along with sharks. You know, you know that's a theory, eh? Like that's a known theory in the the paranormal world that... Right. Like, yes. This if is you why could, w- if you could see it, it would basically be hanging off their shoulder. Right. Yeah. This is why I wanted to go to Peru after yeah. after ghost cases to well, be like cleansed of whatever negative energies we'd picked up. Right. There's an episode uh-huh. of Doctor Who in the new in one of the new series where you the same sort of thing. Nobody can see it except the Doctor. This thing is hanging off people Ugh. taking its energy. That's kind of a terrifying thought. Oh, with all the things that you heard in your ear. Yeah, and the, and the, the feeling of and over the, my shoulder. Yeah, that's really creepy. We should ask Chelsea if she ever gets tired. Or... Well, the other thing that's possible is, you know, you're talking about Chelsea having all this energy and stuff. She's also talked about, I don't know if she's she's opened that door quite far enough yet, but the problem is she's super keen to do that in season two. So if something is going to happen for her, sorry, Chelsea, it's going to be then. Well, then again, as we've said every episode. If it hasn't already. They don't really go with what our plans are. I didn't say I was planning for no, it. No, 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 no. But what we usually expect to happen it very rarely doesn't happen. So it, she could get possessed before we even go to We camera. should call her. Chelsea, At are you Walker okay? Stalker Con. Yeah. As she's talking to Melissa McBride. Oh, I've got to take this one. Hello? Chelsea. You're probably possessed, Chelsea. Yeah, run. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to go see somebody about that as soon as I'm done with Melissa here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, who was that, dear? Uh, that was just, uh, the crew from this paranormal investigation show that I'm on. They were worried I was possessed by a demon, but I told them it was all good. His oh, nice, Chelsea. Cool. Security? His name is either Grogron <laughs> or Frank. Don't we're tell not, them. We're not sure which one, but it's Frank. Yes. Frank the demon. Um, uh, so yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. We could all be possessed and not even know it. Well, that's the thing. Oh, and we I really think, should divine, divine. We should, mm. We, we could all be, um, like batteries. Like what? In, I meant to say define. I was just saying it was an interesting Freudian slip. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. We should all define possession. Well, like in the Matrix where they're all, the humans are all batteries. And the, mm-hmm. you, so you're living in the Matrix. You think you're Holly, you think you're Dylan, you think you're Paul. <sighs> and what in reality, you're a battery. Mm. But they create this sort of, like, you don't know what you really are. So what if, whoa, we're actually, we've become, because we put ourselves out there, we're batteries. We've got these things hanging on to us or inside us or whatever, and they're not letting us know. We're still, we're in the, we're in the paranormal matrix. Do you feel like you're still feeding things? Because, I mean, I certainly have gone into locations and felt like I have. But you wouldn't know. You might, like Neo in the matrix, you get glimpses of it, right? Which could be deja vu, synchronicity, or 
those feelings that we have in the show. But you don't really know it unless you take the red pill. Is it the red pill you take? The blue I pill. Seen that I think the you. blue pill sends you back into the matrix, and you'll yeah, you'll never know sure. It. You have to take the red pill. You have a choice. So maybe we've just all been living in the matrix that we kind of put ourselves in, and now, like, we could all be possessed. And by possessed, I mean being used as batteries for some, feeding some sort of yeah, entity. exactly. Could be taking our energy from us or or whatever. Who knows? I don't know. It's 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 funny because I, I think a lot of people when they hear the word possession they're gonna think of the exorcist. Sure, like my head yeah, spinning around, throwing up, and crawling in the yeah, walls. Gross. I don't think it's not what I was thinking. No, me neither. But I think some people that'll hear this will probably think that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that mean, would if you believe in the whole demon thing or say the levels of hell or any of that sort of stuff. That's the lower level demons. I mean, they're the they're the kind of the dumb ones who possessed workers. like the exorcist. Right. Exactly, redneck demons kind of thing. <laughs> okay, you know, sort of. <laughs> Not the not the Harvard educated demons. Uh-huh. So, let's, well, what do those do? Well, Their interestingly, taxes. taxes. <laughs> yeah, but they never let us see them. So the the sort of dumber demons, we'll call them, would just like we you know we just want the evidence. We oh, not the evidence. We just want the energy. And and they get tossed out. The smarter demons or beings or whatever you want to call them, again, you know, mm-hmm. would not let you know. They would just stealthily. So. Use a better example. There's two types. There's more than two, but there's two general types of coups. I was watching a documentary on coups last night. There's the ones where people show up with a lot of weapons and stuff and they go, you know, and like, and there's a big fight and everything. Those ones usually don't work out. Sometimes they do, but rarely do those ones work out. You know what the ones that do work out? Uh, Hitler was elected. Mussolini was allowed into power. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bolsheviks were allowed into power and then slowly from within took it over, although there was some violence in all three cases. But when you see successful Caesar, when he, the original Kuhmeister, when he came back was, you know, he didn't declare himself king. In fact, he declined the kingship even as he turned the Republic uh, into basically a monarchy. So, and well, there is Trump, of course. So the idea that from within the smart ones, the ones who succeed in the long term, keep the outer forms of, in some cases, democracy. Uh, in Mussolini's case in Italy, the monarchy, the monarchy, he didn't overthrow the king. He just became the king's uh, head of uh, government. So, but it was an effective coup and he took over control. And then he, you know, the fascist regime fed on it for 20 years. Those are the smart coups. The dumb ones are the ones that are all violent and showy and everything. And those generally right. flame out pretty quickly. So maybe what we're dealing with are internal mechanisms theoretically could be overthrown or, you know, at least something could be working within us. Um, and we could be getting glimpses of it when you see something or you see something in your bedroom or whatever the shadow shapes or when we see anything anywhere, or we feel something. It's like little glimpses that something's working through us. It's following us. It's attached to us. And every now and then when we tune into it, it's like, oh yeah, no, it's there. Like at uh, Miss, um, Queens County Museum. Or the feeling like when we walk into a room and when we turn our attention to something, it's like, whoa, you know, oppressive or something. Maybe that's, we're feeling like something's working within us. So we, there could be a battle raging within us that we don't even know about. could also be like a, a fight for the land, if you know what I mean. Like if we're the land and when we feel oppressive, it's these two things fighting. Now, do, now do you think that there is a, a good side to this where, you know, Holly, something yelling at you at Queens County was a warning or do you mm. think it's Could it's be. all bad? Because I, I think where you're coming from is that it isn't. And I, I agree with you on this. I don't think it's, as you've said many times, I don't think it's your dead grandmother coming to say hello. Right. I think it could be. Unless she's a demon. 
Yeah, it, exactly. If, that, if those two <laughs> things are both true. And it, it could all, it could be happy. There is a happier narrative that yeah. I could have spun of the trickster and we're the cats and we've talked about this and it's just playing that's with us. That's really happy. But it's playful. <laughs> we're dealing with something that's far more advanced than us and it's kind of interacting with us and trying to stimulate our minds and stuff. And that can be a good thing. So I can see both sides of it. I guess tonight we're just going, I'm just going down the, the rabbit hole of you know, the dark yeah. side. Um, but the more I think about it, the more likely it is uh, to me to see that it would be, there's a darkness associated with it because yep. most of the experiences that we had, I don't recall any happy ones. You know, I really don't, somebody can correct me on this, but I don't recall anybody walking in and went, even after the fact and going that I feel so joyful. I feel like I, a burden has been lifted and I've seen the, you know, the heavenly gates and I, I just feel that everything in life is wonderful now. Thank you for that experience. I don't recall any of us ever having that moment. I Maybe didn't have, I didn't, I didn't have it that, that metaphorically fluffy, but I do remember in Cooper's not to spoil it, that I, I was very uneasy the entire time until we had what happened upstairs happened to me. Right. And then I felt like I lost 50 pounds. Like I had this big weight lifted off me and I felt comfortable. I won't say I felt happy, but comfortable. And, and you know, both you in this room, I hated that place. Right. Because I have never felt like that in my life. I did not want to be anywhere near that place. Yes. And you, so you did, I do remember you felt a little. Do we have a piano here? And no. I don't know why I said piano. Do we have a piano? Do we have a piano here? Sorry, I got a little freaked out. No. I've been hearing noises for the past 10 minutes. We, we don't have a there's piano. No, there's no piano. No. I, I heard a definitive note from a piano. I a swear single to God, tone. I say, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to, to build it up. I've been hearing what sounds like very small voices in the background while we've been doing this. for the. Past, it's only started the past 10 minutes. I haven't said anything because it could be nothing, but... No, I heard it like it was a simple, like it sounded like from the other room or maybe upstairs a ding. So this is, um, our office is located in a house and there is no space between us and the house next door. It's one of those, you know, like there's mm. no yard. They're connected. The The person next door does not. I've, I've been in his house. He's actually the landlord for this place. He does not have a piano. So, and sound from his place, I've never heard it bleed over into here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know he, he has a... You know, he'll play music or something and yes. it, it doesn't bleed through the walls. I know who's upstairs. That's my wife. We don't have a piano upstairs and I know where she is. She's in the living room right now. Her bedroom is right above where we are. And uh, so there's nothing that would have come from there that would have made that sound. So I can rule those two things out. I I didn't hear it. I didn't hear what you're... But you guys both have headsets on. I don't. And I was yeah. talking a lot. So when you <laughs> seem to have heard it. So when you're talking, what you usually hear is your own voice, uh, yeah. which is what happened yeah. at one point in the Aster. So no, the interesting thing is this place is uh, the Winterlight World Headquarters is, I'm not saying it's haunted, but wow, there's some weird stuff that goes on in here. I've had experiences here. Uh, where both Dylan and I, when we've been here together, we've heard, you've seen something. Well, I saw, um, we were sitting down, we were watching an episode of, of Haunted in the early editing stages of this, and behind you, I swear to God, was just this shadow passes by and i thought it was something outside but it, i saw cars go by and it did not make that shadow it was weird funny thing and uh, so i work here late at night because i live upstairs so it's yeah. very convenient i can just come down here and you know work in my pajamas if i wanted to it's wonderful uh-huh. but editing away uh so last night i put in when did i go to bed i think it was eight o'clock in the morning and you're on a late night i'm looking at dylan he's editing a film he's on a late night schedule too I saw the sunrise this morning so did i but 
And the sunset, so I should pretty. specify. When I first started working here, I like working in the dark. If you're an editor, yeah. you turn the lights off. Like right now we're in a room and there's a little light because the Winnie the Pooh lamp is on. But the big light in the room is, I, I just don't like working in fully lit rooms. And there's a television here too. So um, in the living room, in the in the office, I before we moved down here, I would watch TV late at night upstairs. But sometimes that would um, disturb my wife because I like watching television a lot. Anyway, all of this is a way of saying... I'm usually down here either working in my office or I'm in the living room watching television, one of those two things. When I started here, when we first took the office almost a year ago, I would keep most of the lights off. It's like, it's how I like watching television. It's how I like working. Now I keep most of the lights on because I have seen shadows here, including, I was going to say standing in the hallway, but almost like if you're out in the couch, see a shadow that just seems to be standing in the hallway and then it moves off like Dylan described. I've heard things, this place, this is a sound. And the weird thing is, I have never heard sounds upstairs. Like creaking, knocking, any of those sounds. Never heard them upstairs. Do I hear them down here? All the time. And uh, doors that will go move, like stuff like that. I'm not going to go, that kind of door sound. <laughs> but things like that. And then it's funny, we're going, we should do this place in season yeah. two. Because I swear to God, stuff gets moved down here too. And there are multiple employees that work here, but there's stuff that gets moved in places where those employees wouldn't even know it's there. So I don't know. If you guys are hearing sounds tonight, I'm just telling you, I'm not saying this place is haunted, but uh, this place might be haunted. And it might have something to do with the Ouija board that I have in my closet. Keep in my talking office. for a second, Paul. I have to look out the window. No, actually, oh, I was just going to say if anybody's in the hallway. What? No, no I, the entire time. And Paul, you probably saw me take it off. I took the... My oh. headphones off while you were talking there because I legitimately it okay, sounded I'm like go look in the hallway. it sounded like somebody had put their foot down on a rugged hardwood floor, which is what we have here. Mm -hmm. This was not planned, folks. <laughs> well, that was weird. Mm -mm -mm. <sighs> you, you very note. appropriately titled the show. I just want to tell you that. I, I, I don't know. It, it's weird because I go to these places and I feel fine and then just things happen. Like I've never felt weird here until we shot season one of Haunted and then I'm walking. I was like, huh, I don't like being in the office alone. So I was editing last night on, uh, it was about six in the morning and it was the, uh, I was starting to work on the Cooper's Inn episode and this happens. I get bored. Like, you know, it, I've been looking at footage for about four hours yep. and I went, yeah, I know I need to take a break. Normally I'll go out and watch some YouTube or some television, but I said, nah, I'm lazy. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm interested. I'm going to call up some footage from another episode because I'm just curious. And it's the episode Seaside where the, uh, the lights and the power and everything went out on Jim, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause we had moved stations upstairs. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to look at that cause I, I wasn't there. I was upstairs. I've never seen that clip at all. And I hadn't gotten around and I thought, oh, okay, this will be like a little bonus. I'm going to look at this. Because I'm already starting to plan ahead in certain episodes. So I called it, I clicked it up, found the clip, which you've labeled, I can't remember what you labeled it as, power goes out or whatever. And as soon as it came up on my computer, my entire computer shut down. Like literally, didn't just crash, total loss of power, everything gone. Now the room power stayed on. Computer, by the way, working fine today, was working fine yesterday. And boom. Couldn't get it back on. I unplugged it, plugged it again, had to do that twice. Then finally came back on, booted up, no problemo. And so I was going to send you a note saying, hey, Dylan, <laughs> I know you're up. Guess what just happened? Uh, 
but I also knew you were working on another Winterlight production. I didn't want to sort of mm. screw up, screw you. So it's like, okay, no, not going to send that. Just going to pocket that one. And I said, done. So all the lights in this place came on. Uh, Jim actually said, you left all the lights on last night when I came in today. And, uh, and I said, yeah, sorry about that. I, for- <laughs> I forgot to turn those off. I didn't, like when you turn the lights off, you have that moment where you, it's total dark and you're standing there and then you have to close the door. I felt like there was something in here with me and I didn't want to have the three seconds it would take. I wanted the lights on as I was closing the door and I locked the door, both locks. So again, nothing, if there was something in here, nothing could get out of this office and follow me upstairs to, uh, so I locked it in, in essence. That's what I was trying to do. The total computer crash, and it came just as I was calling up the clip of the power going out at Seaside. And it's not like you're dealing with, you know, massive 4K files, because no. we didn't shoot this show in 4K. Your your computer is very well equipped to yep. handle 1080. No, and it's fine and worked fine today. And so there's, there's absolutely nothing that, you know, who knows? It could have been the computer. I just find it coincidental. But it's part of this space. Yeah. Or... Is it, instead of being part of the space, part of the fact that we all work in this space? Well, there you go, because I didn't feel like this before the season. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm Paul Kimball. I'm Dylan Garland. I'm Holly Stevens. And we've been... Beyond Haunted. <laughs>